This evening, the story of Dr. Tony Houlihan, the Neffet King, one time scolding uncle of the nation who did two years of press conferences but was never asked a single hard question. Once he was mired in scandals like cervical check, but the pandemic that exposed how badly the Irish health services managed ironically made Tony a hero, despite being one of the unsackable six-figure sum men behind it for 20 years. He was fated with murals, plaudits and the freedom of Dublin. Now it seems he also had the freedom to make up new jobs for himself and get his old gig to pay for it. So how did he land the mysterious Trinity College job that now stinks like an A&D unit after the pubs close on half-price curry and two-for-one slippery nipples night? Like all political shenanigans, it began quite innocently. Lovely Tony announced he was leaving, and there were tributes all round. I want to wish Daddy Tony well. The health service is in totes great shape, so well done, Big T. Only 900,000 adults and children waiting on a hospital appointment, and mental health services for children have collapsed. What a ledge bag. Until it turned out he wasn't leving. Not really. And I signed a big card and all with X's and O's, the whole lot. I feel so used. Like some sort of Broadway musical caper, Trinity College was getting a Tony, but the Department of Health was paying for it. Taxpayers were going to get one chief medical officer for the price of two. This in the most broke department with the most overpaid secretary general. Meanwhile, Michael McGrath, that lesser spotted mammal in the Department of Public Expenditure, was suspicious. Well, questions need to be answered about mistakes that were made. I'd love to say more, but I can never come up with a good snappy soundbite or change out of monotone. And also, people tend to tune out before I've even got to the end of a single... As he does, Health Minister Stephen Donnelly went on Morning Ireland to make everything worse. Who came up with the job beats me. And for how long will it go on? No one knows. It's, it's a puzzle, and that's a good thing. I'm only the minister. I mean, compared to all these guys like Robert Watt on Silicon Valley money, I've no power whatsoever. And that's a good thing, because I've watched some of my own interviews back and wow I really don't have a breeze and that's a good thing The questions began to mount Who invented this makey up job in the first place? Uh, I was the one who made up a fake job for Catherine Zapone. This one had nothing to do with me uh, but just to be safe, I had uh, deleted all my text messages again. But I'm glad everyone learned their lessons from the last time. Then everyone began speaking in code. Tony Hulan spoke about his fingerprints. The department issued a statement talking about the decision being made at the highest level. Uh, that's when I knew, like, uh, that they didn't mean me. I'm only the Taoiseach. That's a few grades lower than most of the civil servants in here. There's a lad in charge of the stationery cupboard who has more sway than I do. <laughs> God, we're all terrified of him. So one figure had signed off on the gig. Robert Wall the 300 grand man who now spends more time in scandal than he does in management. A quick reminder here that my fab new bill will allow Robert to do all his scandals from home, provided his employer lets him, which is actually him, so... And then a bombshell. Michal Martin made a decision. Sort of. Uh, I think in, in terms of it is not a human resources issue, personnel, the, the, the frowny face. This appointment should be paused in terms of you know, like, get a report together. Very cautious, very, very careful. Ah, and he was going so well there until he mentioned a report. And guess who he's asking to do the report? So, so yeah, I'll be doing a report into the thing I know nothing about. And that's a good thing. And since I know nothing, I'll be asking Robert Watt to find out who did what and when, even though we all know it was him already. And that's great, yeah. We're powerless and we're off work for two weeks. Amazing. Home of the Year After seven weeks, the judges have chosen their finalists. 
seemingly all of which are owned by professional interior designers, architects and engineers. Funny that. Meet design legend Hugh Wallace. I'm looking for a home that has a personality of its own, just like my spectacles. Am I wearing them or are they wearing me? <laughs> and our snarkitect, oh that's a good one, Amanda Bone. If I could live anywhere, it would be Belfast, the film, not the city. Why? Because it's all black and white, as it should be. And newbie Sarah Cosgrove. It's Sarah. Which homes will make the final three? We have five exceptionally elegant, enchanting homes and two ordinary yucks we included out of pity. It was nice though to see how common people live, but this is home of the year, not a sad Ken Loach film. So I think we should just eliminate those homes, if you could even call them that. Agreed. I quite like those houses. Did you hear that? I think it was a draft. I love drafts. And so the final three. The Wicklow Farmhouse, the County Down New Build, and a Portobello Townhouse. With one whom had oomph, zip, zing. Oh, Hugh is on oh. a roll. Pizzazz, panache, oh, wow. polenta, oh. printer, oh, dear. polenta, peacock. He's run out. And that was the wonderful Wicklow Farm Home. Yes, it really struck the perfect balance between family home and I belong in an aspirational Orchie show about a dreamy murder in rural Ireland. A worthy winner. <laughs> It's decided. We have our home of the year. Is nobody even going to ask me? Hello? And so it's all over for another year. Tune in next season to see more glorious homes and to find out if Hugh quietly disappears Sarah. It's Sarah. Wait, what did he just say? And if you're suffering from withdrawals, make sure to tune in to Hugh on The Great House Revival. Two shows on the telly at once. I'm becoming ubiquitous. Oh. Oh, 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 tremendous. Don't adjust your television. We haven't returned to the nightmare that was 2020. It's still the nightmare that is 2022. But I am once again in my garden shed. Other presenters would just call in sick. But let's face it, I'm Claire Byrne. I'm irreplaceable. Joining me, also not in studio, but from a van in Bratislava, is Luke O'Neill. Yeah, I'm doing humanitarian aid work in Ukraine with DePaul, you see. But I won't let that stop me from appearing as a guest on every single Irish radio and TV show, you see. Now, I'm doubling up as an expert on COVID and Ukraine, Claire. How are things there, Luke? Well, the Russian forces are like a virus, Claire. They're making the country very sick, you see. But the Ukrainians are fighting back gangbusters like a vaccine. Luke, I did want to talk to you about a completely unconnected subject sure. and that is the mandatory retirement age. When do you see yourself retiring? Well the virus isn't going to retire you see. So as long as there's a hint of COVID I will force myself onto your TV screens to talk about it you see. Whereas your line is breaking up a little Luke Sorry. but we do have another flashback to 2020 with us. Who's that? Professor Sam McConkey. No no I think my line is okay now Claire. You don't need any more COVID experts you just need me. Thank you for having me Claire. The virus hasn't gone away you know. Oh we've actually moved on from the subject of COVID Professor Okay, so am I on to talk about Ukraine or the mandatory retirement age or... Neither. We actually want to look at how much money 
you could save by unsubscribing from the various apps you have like Netflix and Spotify. Well, I have loads of apps, Claire, you see. Excuse me, Luke, uh, I have an app filled with gloomy forecasts that almost never come true, Claire. Should I? Right, well, first, let's go to the studio where an actor you don't know from Fair City uh. is dressed in Netflix red and black wow. and Mattress Mick is dressed in Spotify green. I see. They are going to fight with inflatable hammers to determine which app we should all delete first. I'm with Mattress <laughs> Mick. Come on, Mick. Can I just say COVID is still a very serious threat? And- oh, gosh. Oh. Well, Mattress Mick did not last long against a violent onslaught from some actor from Fair City there. Sam McConkey. Yes. Will you be unsubscribing from Spotify? Well, no. I use it to listen to all my favourite Doomsday Predicting COVID podcasts. I'll delete it, Claire. I have my phone out here, you see. I'll cancel all my subscriptions if you want, Claire. Coming up after the break. Claire. What renewable energy sources should Ireland be investing in? Can you hear me? We hear from the Claire. you wouldn't be long getting frostbit guy about the benefits of biomass fuels. Hello. Ukraine President Volodymyr Zelensky already addressed the Brits a full month ago, but his appearance on the Dolls video link was fierce, exciting all the same, like when the films used to come out here months after America. Most of the countries that went before us got local references. London got Churchill quotes. But for Ireland, not a single mention of Joyce binge drinking or leaving the immersion on. Helen McEntee must have been raging. Tato wasn't referenced. The Ukraine president called on Ireland to press the EU to sanction Russia more and the Taoiseach responded in his usual watery fashion. Uh, Mr President, I can promise you I will be going to Europe with my frowny, frowniest face and I will be dub dub dubbing and I will stop the blackguarding with regard to sanctions and they will be coming home and doing them all. Did we mention Kerry Gold is no longer taking the horse to Russia? After that, other party leaders took turns to address the Ukrainian leader. Sup dude, I'm the Kothish and I hang with such young hip leaders as Trudeau with the socks and that time George Clooney thought I was liberal and I'm delighted oh, to he's logged off what <laughs> oh that's guess you've no luck at all <laughs> oh, damn I've missed the oh. selfie anyway I know we're neutral but can I still pose for an Instagram post in a tank yes, yeah stop. like thousands of miles from harm preferably within a shout of a Fallon and Byrne oh. nowhere near danger like ah. outside of Tesco god those people are animals then it was the turn of the opposition leader. Kankorla, Volodymyr Hotsky is the shiz. If he's ever over here looking for a spare room, switz, swoo, hubba hubba, you mad yoke. And independent Matty McGrath. <laughs> Everyone in Ireland is praying to Lord God above and his blessed mother. Send grain, the bollocks are starving. And did President Starsky know about Tony Hola 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 and salary? John Wayne was paid last less. Tell you that now. Not- Earlier, people before progress TDs refused to applaud Zelensky's speech, a gesture that rapidly turned turned into a national scandal. Richard Boyband Barrett tried to explain. Clearly, I stand in solidarity with the Ukrainian people and their leader. Should I even dress as rugged and with a bang of out of bed as he did way, way before the war? Also, what about Georgia and Yemen and Palestine and all the people killed during the Peaky Blinders? Afterwards, Fine Gael backbencher Jennifer Two Names McNeil condemned their stance. You know, there's such a thing as basic respect and this is disrespect to the warm-hearted, frozen-eyebrowed people of my constituency who have dug deep and collected dozens of dry roads for the Ukrainians. And so, on a day when outrage was directed at the unclapping hands of four TDs, we were reminded once again that faced with a sombre, serious global crisis, we always sweat the unbelievably small stuff. Michal Lahan, more embarrassed now than I was about the Russian loot in the IFSC and the Russian ships still docking at our ports, Leinster House.
Привет and welcome to Russia AM. Top-rated morning show all across Russia. Don't bother changing channel. We're there too. With me today is Russia. Another glorious day in flawless nation of Russia. And Russia, like Russia, you are mother, yes? I have 14 children and 10 siblings. It's a good number. Lot of soldiers needed for peaceful operations in case they decide not to come home. Now, let's talk the small. Did you witness shameful Oscars? Indeed, fat Americans applaud billionaire oligarchs kissing gold statues, all while wasteful indulgent political system crumbles and feeble president doesn't even ride bare. Did you witness Chris Rock's face joyfully welcome liberating hand of Will Smith? Yes, a necessary security operation. No more Nazi face. Glorious victory. While speaking of red carpet, evil preparations continue for Eurosexual Song Factory, despite obvious best winner of Russia having voluntarily withdrawn to make fair chance for tiny musical Nazi countries like Sweden. Ugliest, unhappiest nation in world. Don't look it up. And Irlandsky. Uh, Ireland. <laughs> look at me. I am neutral. Stupid whiskey nose gate crashing leprechauns. That one is ugliest, unhappiest nation, you can look it up, is allowed. <laughs> well, that is all for today. See you tomorrow and every day, because no other show exists or is allowed. Remember, don't say war unless you want to win 15 year in Gulag. We hear you. We see you. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. All right, lackeys of the mainstream Shinner bashing press, there's an election in the grim north, so I'm honouring you with a rare doorstep. Let's do this, you. Your party's been criticised for holding an event in the Europa, the most bombed hotel on the continent. What's your comment on that? Well, first of all, if the Shinners could only meet in places the Ran never bombed, sure, we'd have to have our meetings in a canoe on Loch Ness. Oh, well. <laughs> the Europa Hotel was totes on fleek for our gig. What? The afternoon tea is to die for, by the way. Oh, You've been asking people in South to wear a mask? But up north you went to a crowded event maskless How can you explain this Merlin? Look when I say one thing down south uh-huh. And then come up here to say the opposite <laughs> Often and innocently The mask will sadly slip oh. Next hashtag Shinner bias question please Has your election campaign now quietly changed From focusing on a poor pool mm. To the cost of living crisis that people actually care about Yeah so, so I'll ignore most of that And just <laughs> say the cost of living thing is atrocious mm-hmm. I mean have you seen how cheap Seco is in Sainsbury's. You don't know how good you have it up here. My car is rammed with it. In fact, it's the only reason I come up north now. On that note, the Newry branch really needs to restock because, you know, I'll be back the weekend, lads, to sort it out, yeah? Were you appalled at the people before Prophet's refusal to applaud the Ukraine president addressing the doll? Did they? I didn't notice. I don't pay those trots any attention. Speaking of performative outrage, I'm again calling on the government to expel Ambassador Filatov. Is that his name? Yes. Ambassador Molotov? No, no, no. Ambassador Hujanikabolokov? Appalled, sorry. Our stance on all this Ruski stuff is more confusing than Sir Sharonin's accent. Can you outline Sinn Féin's position on the carbon tax? Oh yeah, yeah, this is my new thing. <clears throat> carbon tax is an unjust levy that will reap wanton misery and hardship on ordinary people. Yada, yada, yada. But what about the suggestion that suspending it will only save people an average of 17 euro a year? Sorry, what's this? Saving. 17 quid? That wouldn't even get you two 
two bottles of Secco in the south. <laughs> Details anyway are for the nerdy dirties, not for me. Oh. Now, who wants to see me do the Macarena? All right, that's it, I'm off. See you in a couple of years. And take some vitamin B12. You, you lads look totally in bits. We're all doomed once again. That's what a UN landmark report this week starkly states. Again. We've just three years now to sort out our addiction to fossil fuels, it says, or else they'll have to issue another landmark report. The message doesn't seem to be getting through. Here's what one farmer said to me after I edited out the bit where he gave out to me for my time as a Fine Gael TD. What more can I do, like? For all the time talking about vegans in Dublin... Sure, I have the cows on the vegetarian diet already, and the chickens on the vegan, and I don't eat bacon anymore myself. No, 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 I liquidise it, and I drink it with the spuds. Time is running out again, especially with the hour gone forward. I retreat to my climate bunker, where I meet Duncan Stewart, eco-eye presenter and fellow doom buddy. Look, 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 the global response has been a damning litany of broken promises, which is also how you probably describe your time as a Finnegale TD. Am I right? Damn, I meant to cut that bit out. Will I never escape my past? Desperate for some reassurance, I spoke to a climate scientist with a different outlook. <laughs> I don't think it has to be all doom and gloom. What? These targets are, you know, well within our grasp. If we can just um, work together to step up and we can totally... Re- soon I realise there's just no room for that sort of optimism in the world right now. Did I mention time is running out? I thought of interviewing the government, but it still contains people who gave me wedgies on my first day in the doll. At least the president still cares, though he has even less power than I had as a TD. Well, it's a very, very pressing existential crisis and it's terribly important I mean the seas could rise by as much as four and a half feet some of us could drown (laughs) and so it seems very likely that with nothing being done we face an avalanche of landmark reports about doom one wonders what it is about the same gloomy voices repeating the same gloomy messages over and over and over and over that causes people to tune out Perhaps we'll never know. George Lee, currently spending the planet's few remaining hours asking Google for the right to be forgotten, or to eat Now, joining us is a, a, a very out-of-breath uh, Minister for Transport, Eamon Ryan. Sorry, I was cycling slowly to conserve energy so I wouldn't fall asleep during this interview. But then I end up having to run the last little bit, so now I'm pretty tired. God, man, don't you sleep at night? No, that's when the electricity is cheapest. So I stay up all night hoovering and doing other chores. Right, well, um, let's get to it. You're mm. suggesting specific actions that people can take to bring down their own energy costs. Well, first of all, people need to get your house nice and cold, as cold as possible. Right. Then you can unplug your fridge and you're doubling the savings. Wow. Now, a hot shower is also expensive and will draw your attention to how cold the house is. Yeah. So instead, I recommend cold showers and bring your dirty laundry into the shower with you. More savings. Yeah, this all sounds very regressive, Minister. Exactly. You see, the Victorians had the right idea. Oh. Another place 
guys we can save on is in cooking. Don't cook your dinner. Mm. Instead, eat your salads directly from the window box with a dash of rainwater for dressing. Delicious. Uh, you also want people to drive less, is that right? Well, why not give up driving altogether yeah. and turn your car into a mini glass house to grow more greens in? Sorry? You really haven't lived until you've eaten tomatoes plucked fresh from a Toyota Avensis. Minister, frankly, these suggestions are outrageous. There's nothing outrageous about trying to save the planet and cut costs. Right, and while we're all living our best pre-industrial lives, each of the massive data centres your government is filling the country with uses millions of litres of water every day and soon will eat up a third of all the electricity. Again, we can help. Delete your old Facebook photos. If everyone got rid of their snaps from the naughties off Facebook, we'd save on data and the embarrassment of having worn bootcut jeans with brown leather shoes. Though I dance with my shoes off. Indeed you do. Right, I want to move to Ukraine now. Oh, well, you'll be greatly missed, Dobbo. What? Don't forget to write. No, I want to move on to talking about Ukraine, Minister. Ukraine? Why Ukraine? Well, the, the war, obviously. You do know about the war. Who, me? In Ukraine. How do you not know about this? What? Oh, well, I stopped watching the news to save on my electricity bill. Oh. Instead, my colleagues make up little plays about what they think is happening in the world. Mm. They didn't mention any war. Oh, for the love of all. Oh, I have to go now. My next meeting isn't for another three hours. Right. But I will be crawling there as slowly as possible to conserve more energy. Right. And I haven't ruled out taking several naps along the way. Minister Raymond Ryan there. <sighs> well, not all there, let's face it. Hello, good afternoon, and you're very welcome to Love Live. Now, the basic artist income, a culture fund to balance out the vulture funds, or money wasted on bongos and vintage shops and Temple Bar? That's the question we'll be calmly and respectfully bringing to a balanced conclusion today. Brian's on the line. Go ahead, Brian. I think that it's totally ridiculous, John. R- ridiculous? Why? My tax money gone on some uh, lad's rawly tobacco and pints and guitar strings and rent and electricity and food. But what about the art, Brian? The art! If artists aren't miserable, Joe, yeah. how are they going to make art? Sure. I love art. Sad, miserable art. Yeah. Rebel songs and famine films. Adele. Yeah. If anything, we shall make <laughs> we shall make things worse. Go on. Take the food away from them, Joe. Starve them, says you. Elaine, you have a question. Go ahead. What is art, Joe? That's a fantastic question, Elaine. I mean, is farming art, building a house? What about designing an app that's a bit like Uber, but it's called Tuber, and it's for people who need starchy vegetables brought to the house, uh-huh. and they put all their money and their parents' money into it? Does that qualify? Sure. I'm actually genuinely... Well, asking, well, like. well, let's look at the website here, Elaine. Mime Acrobat Architect. Architect. What? It doesn't mention potato app developers, Elaine, oh. but it does say that it's not going to be means tested. Not. Oh. So anyone, no matter how rich, can... App- We've another caller. Um, line two. Go ahead, line two. Please hold for Sir Bono. For Bono? Bono. Hello. Hi, Joe. My proprietary tax loophole seeking tech picked up on what you just said there. Uh-huh. I've just paused the live show in Mexico City to check this. <laughs> Are you saying that technically I am eligible to apply? It looks like it from the website, Bono. Yeah! Mother of God. Okay, line three. Hello, line three. Who's your sexy daddy? End end there, end there, yeah. I just want to say this whole debate is distracting from the bigger issue. The art, the art. Of politicians sucking up public money. Like your three pensions and your 380 grand lump sum, lump sum. 200 grand was tax free, Joe. You got a 17 grand pension increase in 2020 of all years. What's your total pension up to now, Andrew? Oh, well, I can't say. It's exempt from freedom of information now. Go on, yeah, Ireland. For God's sake, it's about 150 grand a 
year, isn't it? And don't forget the 55 grand a year secretarial allowance oh. and free VIP treatment at the airport. Ah. I can even skip the queue for the peasants. Ah. What a country! Of course, Bertie Hearn <laughs> claimed artist relief for his autobiography. Because it was mostly fiction. <laughs> back in the net! Come on. Me for some! That's all we've time for. Back up, back up, back on the back on the back on the ba 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 ba. So, dude, you heading down to Court Mac Slurry or wherever it is you have your holiday fox out? It is Court Mac Sherry or Court Mac. And, uh, usually we get to spend a few days there, yeah, over these to break, you know, relaxing, realigning the chakras going forward. I'll see your chakras and raise you shaka can. Uh, sorry, no, what? I'm going to be busting my booty on the dance floor, dude. Ah. Especially as I'm bringing in clubbing till 6am. No, 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 that's Minister McEntee's reforms now. Uh, <laughs> allowing nightclubs open till 6am and because it's taken her two years to do it, there'll be no clubs left by the time she's done. <laughs> <laughs> this country. <laughs> no, I, I think I'm pretty much the poster boy for that bill now. Anyway, if young people are in clubs till 6am, they won't even need a home. Oh, yeah? They'll be leaving just in time to start their shift in Centra. You know, 6am is a grand time for yoga and maybe a bit of a sea swim in terms of... Uh, <laughs> the nightclub reforms aren't exactly aimed at you, Kothish. No? You'll be more comfortable in your holiday home, dribbling over the late, late show with all the other old people. What, what is this about you slagging the late, 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 late? You won't stop till every demographic in the country hates you. I'm a badass. I don't care anymore. Did you hear my pop culture references this week? Normal people, like two years after everyone else. Uh, God, I'm really losing it. Your chakras are pure shagged. Anyway, enjoy your holiday home. I will. If it hasn't already been filled by a family fleeing the war. Uh, Well, the the, the administrative (laughs) delays and the... the, the, You you know the thing... Others. Like, would we even have offered a room if this was an efficient country that could actually get back to people and house refugees? (laughs) Of course, we've a new boss as well. I I, I mean, uh, Secretary General at the Department of Taoiseach, John Kellanan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thank God they've dorks in charge of stuff so we can just sit back and dial it in. (laughs) I also love how the media keep describing him as the country's top civil servant. I know, like, even though he'll be earning 85 grand less than Robert Watt, who's below him? Dude, <laughs> keep your voice down, he could hear us. Oh, sorry, yeah. If only people knew how scared we are of the men in their drab suits and their lanyards. I don't nothing makes sense. It really doesn't. Sure, a lad who finished third in the general election gets to become Taoiseach by Christmas. Totes Craig. Oh, wait. <laughs> Still, looks like that bus I tried to throw Tony Houlihan under a few years ago oh. has just been biding its time. I always knew I'd get revenge. Oh, it is a prickly time for them, all right. Easter break, we'll have our feet up watching the news hounds fill the empty pages with suspicions and speculation. Who knows how these angles get leaked to the press. <laughs> Still, you have to watch out for these buys, though. They always find a memo they sent a minister on a day they sent 1,400 other memos about all the various disasters none of us can be bothered to solve, like, in terms of... Yeah, the men in lanyards, the most cunning and devious and least selfied of them all. Oh, it'll require a Trojan effort of Mihal Avelian politics to make sure none of this taints us at all at all now. I know, wowzers. Anyway, enjoy your hard-boiled egg, dude. Just imagine it's Tony's head when you're cracking into it. <laughs> or Danley's. You never know which way this could go. Anyway, I can't wait. A lovely poached egg with a mug of tippet black tea and a dry revita. Dude, 200 grand a year plus expenses is really wasted on you. Ah, you're too kind. Who's Tony Hoolahan? <laughs>